Welcome to the Leanne Hart Podcast. Leanne is a mighty servant to God who wears many hats. She is a wife to J.W. Hart, the Iron Man of professional bull riding, a loving mother, and a bucking bull stock contractor alongside of her husband at Hart Cattle Company. But that's not all. She's an inspirational speaker, pastor, singer, songwriter, worship leader, and a beautiful sister in Christ. After the podcast is over, make sure you give it a like and a share, and please subscribe and review this podcast. Without further ado, I introduce you to your host, a true Holy Spirit hustler, a lovely and passionate woman, Miss Leanne Hart. Hey everybody, this is Leanne Hart with Leanne Hart Ministries. I am sitting here up in my bunkhouse on a very hot day, thankful to have some AC. Unthankful that I did not bring fly spray up here because there's some flies going on. But I'm sitting here with my brother who I've been doing life with for I think about three years now, Brandon. He used to, um, he was our youth pastor. Uh, he's one of the reasons, him and his wife, both Brittany, are one of the many reasons why the kids fell in love with going to uh, church every Sunday or Wednesday or whatever and and encouraging them to do many, many things. And I invited him here today to share his story and not just his story, but to share his heart, um, to share the assignment that God has laid on his heart and as well as the one that he knows um, that when you get an assignment from the Lord, the enemy automatically assigns principalities to you to stop you because uh, your purpose in that assignment has already defeated the enemy long time ago but when you get that number so brandon thanks so much absolutely thank you for having us uh, my wife Brittany is here uh, <laughs> and my kiddo downstairs uh leanne we honor you i mean we love you we see the love of jesus shed abroad in your heart wherever you go and your heart for people is amazing and uh we pray blessings over your ministry, over your family as a whole, because I know God's got great things for you. Now that we got that out of the way. Yeah, let's know more. Leanne is amazing. Don't make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but my, again, my name is Brandon Freeman. I'm 35 years old, and the Lord has radically changed my life in an amazing way with His amazing grace. Uh, I struggled with addiction for. 10, 12, 15 years, I don't even know how long it was. Uh, but really, let me tell you how my addiction started. I, I got two beautiful parents, a mom and a dad that love me, pray over me still to this day, took me to church every Wednesday, every Sunday. Anytime the doors were open, we were in there. And uh, I had a little bit of encounters with God when I was young. He really touched my life. But even though we encounter something, doesn't mean we really know it. I didn't really know him. I knew a lot about him, but I never had a personal relationship with him. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I even in that, I hear, even though I've encountered him, it doesn't mean I experienced him. That's good. And there's, there's a fine line of knowing God. There's a scripture I always go to, and I believe it's in the book of Luke. It says, Lord, Lord, we have cast out demons in your name. We've done miracles, signs, and wonders in your names. And he says, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And that really struck a chord with me. You know, do I know God? Do I really, do I know God like I know my wife? And my wife knows me. Wow. Have I really tapped into the reality of Christ? What reality am I really living in? Before we get there, let me finish the testimony. <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. What reality do you live in? Because there is a reality in Christ that you can live, live in, and it's accessed by faith. Mm. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. We can't spend our whole life trying to save our flesh. We must live from our spirit, man. Because that's the truest person we'll ever be. Bert and I always say, death to flesh. <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's a reality that, that you can live in. But, so I went to church, you know, I went to church camp, a place called Tiger Mountain. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, I couldn't tell you what the preacher was preaching about, still to this day. 
but I remember him saying, he goes, if you don't have your prayer language, granted it's a Pentecostal church camp, I want you to come line out. So me, I'm, I'm there. And I look around, there's only two other people that raised their hand. <laughs> and I was like, great, I got singled out, right? <laughs> and so it, I don't know if y'all know much about church culture, which we'll get into that topic too, but yeah. they made tunnels. They would call them tunnels, basically. And, and, and everybody on each side would just start praying. And the pastor said, okay, we want you to walk through. <clears throat> so a young lady had walked before me, and I was following her. And I was just looking like, man, people are crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then this young lady could not move. She was, I mean, like a statue. She was so stopped by the presence of God. Wow. All she could do was cry and look at me and could not finish going through the tunnel. Oh, wow. When I passed her, I, it, it just, everything got heavy. And the presence of God was just all over me. It took everything I could to walk through the, the tunnel. And I ended up at the altar. And I'm going to say this. I went into a different reality. Yeah. I went into a different dimension, per se. It was not in my flesh. It was outside the reality of my, fre my, my flesh. And I was in the reality of the Spirit. And I believe God was downloading things in me that put a love for Him that could not be stopped. So I got on fire for God. I was that kid going to, uh, I carried my Bible at school, telling people about Jesus, probably not in the right manner at this point. <laughs> and I did what every kid does when they come back from church camp. The fire went away. I burned out. And I fell right into the cycle of condemnation. Wow. And I believe 90% of believers inside the church are still stuck in this cycle. Yeah, that's a good point. Because you think God's calling us all. You have a calling on your life and God calls you. But you have to be committed to the call. <laughs> but once you're committed to that call, there's going to be a confrontation that takes place. So there's two things that the confrontation can do. You can either be condemned by it, if it doesn't play out the way you should, or you could walk into the victory that Jesus has paid the price for. Well, I went right into condemnation. I, all, all, all my pastor could tell me is, uh, you know, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with pornography, pastor. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm a lustful man. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a young man. Yeah. I want to have sex all the time, yeah. and I don't know how to deal with this. Mm -hmm. Just being super vulnerable, super raw. Giving it all to your pastor, talking to him openly, and what? All he could say is, it's because you got sin in your life. Well, I kind of knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That is what separates us, what, and we what, are sinners. What, what blew my mind is, he couldn't tell me to walk how to walk in the freedom that Christ oh, wow. has purchased for. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to come to church. I'm going to repent every Sunday, cry my eyes out, get up on Monday, and go through the same cycle again. So it came to a point where I was like, man, I can't do this Jesus thing. I'm going to hell anyways. That's what I was taught. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to get high with my other friends. They're having a good time. It looks like they're having the time of their life back here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm missing out. I'm going to get high. And so... Really, that's what started my addiction. Yeah. But what's crazy, even through my addiction, my relationship with God never stopped. I would get high and, 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 and memorize Bible verses. My sister would say <laughs> the same thing. She would get high and read the Bible, you know. And... Isn't that the beauty of God, though? Mm. Meeting you in your mess? Yeah. Because he's not concerned with your behavior. He wants your heart. She was like, she would say, like, the struggle with the battle of shame and the battle of guilt at the same time trying to get right and feeling so low right. at the same time. Feeling so high and so low. Right. That's where really the Word of God comes in, into effect in your life. Yeah. Guilt and shame are what? Emotions. Mm -hmm. 
There you guilt, go. guilt and shame are the two things that cooperate with condemnation. Right. The condemnation has no power unless guilt and shame are whipping you to be condemned. Yeah. That's part of the <clears throat> condemnation cycle. A, a, a reality that, that God never designed you to, to live in. Exactly. He designed us to be filled with His glory and to be filled with that goodness and that fullness. Yeah. With, with purpose, purpose, with identity to maintain the victory that He has already won. Right. But see, we get so stuck in the flesh that we try to obtain victory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's two different realities inside this segment that you can live in. So guilt and shame are, are, are emotions. So in Hebrews 5 and 6, it says... <clears throat> You must learn to exercise your senses. It's talking about maturity in Hebrews 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. That a baby comes from milk into meat. Right. Right? And so if I'm pushed around off of how I feel, oh, this is so good. Yeah. You're no longer walking by faith. That's right. You're walking by sight. You're fi- how you feel, what you smell, how you taste. Mm-hmm. That's why I couldn't understand this lust cycle yeah. that I was in. Right. Because it's a thought. Emotion, action. Right. That yep. is the cycle of sin. And you could never rest in it because you couldn't surrender it. You weren't surrendering it. It was never enough either. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I went Because from, to fill up, you're, you're empty. Like, if you were to surrender it, what were you putting back in? It was all, it was all, it was all negative. Yeah. And so, it, discernment really had to take place inside of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say this. I really had to find good ground, a good church family to help me pull out of my addiction. But, I mean, my testimony is so long, but I know I'm jumping, but that's okay. It's all right. So you have this reality of the flesh, and then you have this reality in Christ that's accessed by faith, right? Yeah. So you can have an experience with God. I don't know about you, but when I first encountered God, yeah. there was a feeling attached to it. Yeah. Am I safe to say that? You know, it's so funny because for me, I mean, I remember being nine. I remember that at vacation Bible school, the pastor was an evangelist and he was the evangelist that did say, if, do you know where you're going to go tomorrow? It's either, do you know if you walk out of this room and you die, if you're going to go to heaven or hell? And honestly, for me at nine years old, that registered for my little nine-year-old brain. And I thought, this, the question I thought, I don't know. And I went home without saying yes and I sat at the top of a barn and watched it and I was afraid of heights still am and I thought wow if I fall down if I die where am I going to go and I I know I accepted Jesus in my heart but the the statement of that in that moment like overwhelmed me the next day I ran to the altar I did not care and it was because I had this overwhelming like I could not contain tears I was excited because I knew I had chosen my savior you know, it was just like this, even for this little Southern Baptist girl, right. you know, like for me, I was like, I'm saved. I know. And I could vote. I could be happy about it. Like if I die tomorrow, I know where I'm going. I'm going to heaven. Heaven's a good place. You know, right. I'm not going to hell. I'm not going to the hot spot. And that was enough for me at the time. I was like 101 first level religion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the introduction to it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Had no, I didn't get the book on salvation, did you? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, Grace and mercy wasn't really talked about. No. It was, it was always my behavior. It was like, heaven or hell at first, you know, like. <laughs> the only two options. It was two. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's how it gets us though, right? Yeah. We become what I call church junkies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't know about you, but for a while, like, I just lived it through my elders. I, threw, I lived it through my parents and my grandparents, That's you good. know. That's I did. Point. I did not have any idea how I was going to be, how to do it on my own mm-hmm. or that it was even supposed to be done by me. You know, like, I thought, oh, I'm doing it through until it was like, wait, I'm off on my own. I'm in Nashville. I'm living in Tennessee, and, and I need to, like, tangibly look up some stuff. Because, I mean, this is supposed to be my guide. This Bible is supposed right. to be my guide. Right. And when I, start, when I started to open the Word myself, something started to shift. And, I mean, it was almost like I, I'd feel it every time I'd open the Word. And it'd make me nervous. 
because I didn't understand the difference between conviction and condemnation. Right. I didn't. And right. it was because I hadn't been taught. I hadn't been taught that he loves me so much that he's trying to get me to surrender something. And that might not feel good right. at first. I mean, that's the reality again. Yeah. That's yeah. in 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 Christ to to release America has made us and I'm a chunk though, America under the bus, great country, has made us so performance driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that, think that we could all agree there. Mm-hmm, you know that that the culture of that has seeped in to religious principles. Yeah. Because one, your mind's not renewed. Yeah. It can only be renewed by the word of God. Right. So then again, even though you've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord, yes, you are going to heaven, you are saved, mm-hmm. but how many you know we're being saved still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the sanctification process, the daily process where we daily give, we daily get over our ego, we daily lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. Every, I mean, every day, okay? But there's a point where I was still serving God out of emotions and not faith. Mm-hmm. Because I was coming to church and I wanted to raise my hands because I wanted to feel what I felt that one time. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I did it over and over and over and over again. Though it was a building block for my faith in Jesus and who he was to really seek the scripture in this man, Jesus, in full-blown relationship with him. But if you're not careful, even in church culture today, you can seek God for emotion. Yeah. And it becomes like a circus on almost in a way. Yeah. Like where there's different participations and different acts and highs and lows. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've, I've pastored, I've preached a lot and I love getting the congregation fired up. Right. But God really showed me, he goes, where's the substance? Yeah. He goes, all you're really doing is giving them a dopamine high. Mm, That's good. To get through this right here. Mm But if the message and the words that we speak don't point towards him and who he is, we've missed the mark. Yeah. So if anything that I say is point towards just principle and doing principles and the yeah. principles don't lead you to Jesus, yeah. you're never going to have freedom. What you've created is a checklist. And it's unattainable. Yeah. I've created a checklist so I can clear my conscience. Yeah. I did what I was supposed to do. Now people can't look down on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was funny you said conviction and condemnation. condemnation. Yeah. There's so many things that really that will condemn you. One, your own heart, what mm-hmm. the book of John says. Mm-hmm. Other people. Yeah. The enemy. Right. You the know. World. Yeah. And so really discerning what's really condemning me here. That's that's good. And that is so good. People, principalities. I mean, like, what is it? What is really coming at me? People, principalities, my personal self, my, you know, what is it? Yeah. I know for me personally, it was my own heart. Yeah. But when I stepped into the reality that God's greater than my own heart, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I couldn't live in true freedom. Mm. I was still living in condemnation. Because there is two separate ministries here. Yeah. And don't. Well, you Bible scholars out there, don't don't call me on this, but I believe it's in Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter three, where it talks about the ministry of condemnation and then the ministry of grace. There, it, it it is the ministry of condemnation. It is effective, but it's not as effective as the grace and mercy of God and who He is. God doesn't want to condemn you into anything. He doesn't want you to beat you up. Do you what perception of do you have of God? Yeah. That's a question you should ask yourself. Yeah. When I say God, do I know you? Do I really know you? So God has blessed me and my wife with a with a with a, a beautiful daughter. She's almost two. And we adopted her. And I'll be hundred percent honest, it freaked me out. <laughs> you know? Didn't want to do it. Support my wife, because I love her. And I said, God, how am I going to raise this kid? You know what I mean? I'm a mess still right now. Mm. And God has used this beautiful young girl. And every time she does something, the Lord speaks to me and says, Brandon, how would I react? The father has just given me a daddy's heart and a father's wisdom. Mm. 
The point I'm trying to make, it's never people. That's right. And I think that's such a stout <laughs> acknowledgement for people that have, you know, we toss blame so often on the people and we, re we don't recognize the enemy for what the enemy really is. And that's the principalities. It just goes straight into Ephesians 6. It's lined out right there. The battle, maybe people are under the influence of mm -hmm. these principalities that are conforming to the patterns of this world, but we're called to be opposite. We're called to renew our mind every day, to surrender absolutely everything, to let invade, invade our entire body, which I tell my kids is your house. You know, like you've got to let him have every room in your house. You yes. know, I laugh with them all the time, but, and they, but you got to be creative as a parent. I said, I did, I said, pat your head. I bet you did not know that was a roof. <laughs> pat your eyes. I bet you did not know that was a window, windows, you yeah. know? And, and so you have to, because that's what they catch on. And that's what I catch on too. Like scripture comes alive to me mm. in the body. That's the difference. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, it, scripture does. And, and the problem is never the building. It's what gets carried into the building by the body. Spirit man. Spirit, soul, and body. Yeah, principalities enter, enter the building, even in the church. It don't matter if you're at Walmart. It comes up in the building through the body. Absolutely. You know, we're carriers of different things. And for me, I'm always like, Lord, you better clean me out because you know... <laughs> You know, I get pushed in a corner, I'm going to drop something hot, and I'm not even going to mean to. <laughs> like, I'm just, <laughs> and that's just the truth of it, because I'm human, and I know that I'm not, I'm not in that glory yet. I know I'm, I'm making a way to it, but I know I'm supposed to be, I carry the glory, because you're talking to somebody that the world say is barren, mm. and I'm like, no, I'm like packing all the time, like the Lord, I'm, I'm like fertile myrtle in the spirit, like, yeah. and I know it, like sometimes it's been, it's been times where I'm like, I've misfired, you know, and I know it, and, and I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit is so sweet to me, because he gets a hold of me like nobody else can, J.W. Hart cannot get a hold to me yeah. like the Holy Spirit can, Absolutely. you know, and, and, and he's a lot nicer about it, and sometimes he really gets my attention, <laughs> you know, and he really yeah. gets in me, and I'm like, doggone it, now I've got to say I'm sorry, you know, but it's, there's nothing like, um, there's nothing like walking with him. No. In and out, up and down, daylight to dark, and just knowing it. Like, I can tell you, for me, when I fell in love with Jesus, I was not active in a church. I fell head over heels. I was going to, every now and then. And when the enemy come up to my house, I had no idea what that meant. And when I recognized the enemy for who he was, and it wasn't J.W. Hart, that it was everything that he had brought into that house because he was under the influence of things. And then I'd come under the influence of some things. And then we right. was batting one another. When I realized that, I started getting tortured because the enemy recognized, oh, dadgummit, she's done got her assignment. And she recognizes so, that we done something to sign something to her. So, so you got a good point here. When did you recognize that it wasn't your husband, that your husband wasn't the problem? When I recognized it wasn't my husband was the problem was when my mom actually said to me, where is God in you? She said, where is God in you? And I was like, we ain't talking about me. We talking about him. And we have been three months of hell at this house yeah. fighting, you know. And, and I remember thinking, no, I'm still going to be mad. And, and he was trying. He was. He was doing everything he could do. And, and I was just not having it. And it was because I wasn't releasing. And I, it was almost like I had shut this part of myself down where I was like, oh, no, Holy Spirit, you can, you can visit every room. You can do that automatic dust thing on every other place. But yeah. this side of the house is off limits. Yeah. I'm not ready to let you not clean that this closet. part. You know, yeah. like, yeah. and it was a big closet, too. <laughs> and uh, a big part of it had to do with my pride, my ego, and really mm. surrendering it and just humbling myself under the authority of Jesus Christ recognizing that, you know, first and foremost, he was my, he was my, he was my father. He was my husband. He was my best friend and understanding that I wasn't even able to pray for my husband. And the Lord said, well, can you at least pray for him as my son? And I was Ooh. like, oh man, you, you know, gonna come at me like come that, on, Lord. Jesus, you know, <laughs> and that's how intimate though I had gotten with him. And I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can, you know, and, and I would literally, picture like even doing nice things for him like I'm doing it for you know the fact that God created him in his image and I'm gonna have to see him through those eyes and I see people through those eyes that's a gift that I have just prayed for 
I don't see dirt. Yes. I don't see it. I, I just see I just see Jesus. That's it. And and I, I have a I have a real hard time with it's hard for me sometimes with people that don't see that and I have to really stop and ask the Lord, help me be creative to lead this person mm-hmm. right now because I I'm like, Ooh, this is I was there and I know what it's like to want to come out as a tiger, you know. So yeah. you, you totally you would say you, you stepped into a whole different reality with Christ. Yeah, I don't walk in this really this reality very much. Like I try not to because <laughs> I really find that I'm really clumsy in this reality. I'd rather walk on the clouds with Jesus and and I like that. You know what? Because it's not that I'm ignorant to what's going on. It's not that I'm ignorant to the enemy. It's just that I don't want to pay attention to him and I want God to be the highlighter for Perception. me. And yeah, and you see you see his perspective more. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I'm not as easily distracted by all the chaos. And let's just say it, the BS, that's yeah. what it is. You know, and, and I, now, there are moments where I'm, I can step into that and I have to listen to another voice pull me out of it. And normally it's JW or somebody <laughs> like you or, you know, somebody that loves me, a mentor of mine, a friend of mine that says, oh, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, but I hear the heart of the Father and those that are surrounding me. And it pulls me out, and it and it reminds me that well, well, you're stepping back into that, back up, back up. Well, the reality that that I heard you speak was the compassion of the father was transferred towards your husband. Mm-hmm. The love for your husband was transferred from the father because how yeah. you relate to your father, you related to your husband. Yeah. So when you see how God sees you, it'll change how you see other people. That's right. That's right. Do you know how God sees you? Do you understand that God sees you, that you're holy and blameless in the eyes of God? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a really hard one for other people mm-hmm. to see that because so often we we look at an image on a coin and we compare ourselves to the, mm-hmm. well, I got that chin or I've got this, these eyes. And, and you, you'll never see an image bared on a coin of, the heaven, of our Father. And you'll never be able to compare yourself because you've got these character traits that you can't coin. You can't carve it out. You know, that's why there's no picture of, of Jesus. So for me, like, you know, I, that's why I studied the hands and feet of Jesus mm-hmm. so much because I want to know that that's the image that I'm bearing. I want to yes. know that, you know, yeah. I want to, and I'm like, if I'm not doing it right, you know, it. Mm-hmm. you know, like he, you know, you're clothed in righteousness. Absolutely. You know, but that's, whoa, he took Absolutely. that off and then he put that on you. And so when God looks at you, God sees the blood. Mm-hmm. If you've accepted the blood, you've been sanctified like you it's it's a daily thing you've been set apart that's what he sees when he sees you and that's that's where people really have a hard time every day and i i do a little thing with people i like go get you a coin a few weeks ago it was so muddy and rainy and stuff out here and i I said we've been working out here and we were finding stuff in the mud and i said I want you to pack a coin around. I said, and money is dirty. Money is filthy. Yeah. I said, but I want you to pack that coin around. I said, and you make that coin shiny at the end of the day. I said, and then go look at your own self in the mirror and say, and say to yourself, how do I see myself? Yeah. Do I see myself as an image bearer mm. of Christ? Or do I see the problems of the day or my past mm-hmm. or my present, whatever it may be. And that's because I'm a doer. So for me, I've got to do mm-hmm you know, prophetic acts, whatever you want to call them. But like Jesus didn't just go sit around and kumbaya with his disciples. He did. He said, let's go into the world. Let's walk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's go heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Cause at one point when he eventually do, I'm not going to be here to walk with you. I'm going to be walking in you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And so the word became flesh, the word became <laughs> flesh. And here it we dwelt are among us. And it dwelt among us, you know, and here we are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And from, I I get real frustrated sometimes with people because I'm like, I I just have to sit back and take a breath and, and Lord help me be creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So going back to Colossians three, it says who you are, your real life is hidden in Christ. And there's a lack of knowing who you are in the body today. If you don't know who you are, you don't realize that you have purpose. If you don't know who you are, you don't realize that you're called. And then you'll never be committed to anything. You'll be isolated and stuck in confusion trying to figure these things out 
when you realize that you were created by the creator, then the creator can tell you who he created you to be, that he knitted you in your mother's womb. And part of that creation is to walk and to bear, bear the image of Jesus. But how many know we can't produce those things? Yeah. See, if you catch yourself trying to produce, I caught myself trying to produce the fruits of the spirit. How'd that work for you? <laughs> it, it led straight to drug addiction. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Frustration. Mm. Frustration. It you produced know. frustration. Yeah. You may tell you what the direct... Overprocessing at yeah. all. Yeah. The direct results, the root of it, mm. is I didn't know God. I think that revelation right there, that's a revelation knowledge right there. The, when you say the revelation of it, well, the root was, let's just go, I just didn't know God. Because if I know how God sees me and he sees me, like he sees Jesus because we're hidden in Christ is what the scripture says. That he doesn't see your, your mistakes, your failures, your past. Matter of fact, he says in Hebrews 8, 9, and 10 over and over and over again that he will remember your sins no more. So why do we continue to remember our sins and get stuck in the cycle of condemnation? I've had so many people ask me how I could forgive JW because of what we walked through in our marriage. And it was just like, oh, I just did. Like, God forgave me, so I forgave him. And that Perfect. was a weird, like, it's like it's never been enough of a response for people. And I'm like, wait, it's a no, revelation. like, that's it. Like, yeah. he just said to do it, you know. And, yeah. and, and, and JW's like that about death. Like, when his, his mom had passed away, I remember him saying, like, a lot of people were like, why aren't you grieving more? And he's like, oh, well, she's with Jesus, you know. And he's like, and they're like, but, like, why aren't you grieving more? And he's like, well, because uh, she's in paradise. Like, he was just yes. be like, you know, like she's free and and so you get these deeper revelations and and it can't be explained it has to be experienced has to be revealed yeah righteousness is is revealed not rewarded mhm yeah that's a good word <laughs> righteousness yeah. is revealed not rewarded yeah so you can't work to get the reward you can't do it yeah. it has to be a revelation and the only way that revelation comes is through god that's right Romans 1, 16, Therefore, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of salvation to anyone who believes. It continues on. It says, it will reveal righteousness. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It has to be revealed. Revealed through what? The gospel. The gospel. Of Jesus Christ. Who, who are you? You're hidden in Christ. Those who come to Christ are a new creation in Christ, through Christ. A different reality that has to be accessed by faith. Yeah. In faith alone. That's it. Yeah. So when you know, and this is this is a recent, I'll be vulnerable. This Go is a recent it. breakthrough for me. Yeah. How many times have you seen me up on stage? Several times, right? Yeah. yeah. Several times I've, I've preached. Yeah. You were looking at a man that didn't know who he was. That's so, um, you have no <laughs> idea though. Like there's somebody needs to hear that. Like I've, for me, the in 20 in 2018, I was in a place, no, in 2019, I'm sorry. I was in a place where I was speaking every weekend, Brandon, and we were walking through foster care. We were walking, and it was hurting me. I was, it was hard for me. My flesh was aching. Yeah. I mean, everything in me. I even went to the doctor, and she said, Leanne, your, your faith is good, but your flesh is not. Yeah. And I'm like, because I'm doing it. I'm speaking about Jesus, teaching about Jesus, walking for Jesus. I'm saying yes to Jesus, you know, and no to the world. And I was struggling. Yeah. Struggling. Absolutely. But it came to a point just this, matter of fact, probably what, two months ago, that I realized how truly loved and truly forgiven I really was. And it changed my heart for people. Because the lack is they don't know how truly loved and truly forgiven they really are. That's why they can't break the cycle. Well, first of all, you can't break the cycle of condemnation. It has to be revealed through Jesus that it's already been broken. Yeah. Now I can walk it out. That's right. I can only walk as a son and a daughter of the Most High if I know who my King is. Yeah. It's about knowing God. He's a very personal God, very intimate God. Without intimacy with God, you will never bear the things that God has. Yeah. It's in the secret place. That's the difference from a religious act and communion. Yeah. If the religious act, per se, or the biblical principle 
doesn't lead you to intimacy with Jesus, we've missed the mark. If we miss people, we've missed God's heart. Because I don't know about you, when he died, he died for all of us. So every person you encounter know that they're blood bought. Oh, yeah. Now, regardless if they receive that gift, the great exchange, God's put that on my heart, by the way, the great exchange <laughs> that we have with God, right? Yeah. It's an exchange. Oh, my God. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Romans chapter 5, it says, A man who knew no sin took sin upon him, and not just sin, but the punishment of sin, so we can be the very righteousness in Christ Jesus. That's a different reality. And it's not, in that Romans 5 right there, it, it's just it's just not about what he's got to come back and do. It's about what he's already done. done. That's 5-1. He's done it. He's done it. And for me, I'm like, he's done it. I mean, I'm just like <laughs> stepping all the time. I'm like, don't you know? Like, he has done it. And I know that we are all find ourselves in different places, different seasons. But I'm going to tell you, like, I like, I want to go marching. I want to go running. Yeah. I don't want to be like the enemy on the back of the road. I want to be on the front lines. I don't want to be the one watching to make sure everybody's going to make it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, no, like, what's up in my heart is a Russian wind. And I am, like, <laughs> rolling on, you know. And, and I find myself really getting super excited sometimes. Like, Sunday, worship Sunday. Yeah. I was like, I have no idea where if anybody else is in the room because I'm just hanging out up here with Jesus. Oh, man, a different you know? reality. It yes. was just like, and that's not even just a Sunday for me. J.W. Hart can walk in the house any time of the day, and I might be walking on <laughs> the clouds. I mean, you know, and he'll tell you that. Like, he's just gotten so used to it. He just yeah. goes about his business, fixes a sweet tea, yeah. sits down at the sweet chair, tea. you know, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I just love him so much. I can't quit smiling about it. Yeah. I went to a church in Louisiana one time. One lady smiled at me the whole time. And I could not stop smiling at her. Yeah. And I said after it was over, I said, my gosh, thank you so much for smiling at me. Because nobody else was smiling at me. Yeah. She said, well, honey, you wouldn't stop smiling at me. <laughs> I said, gum, I should have looked at everybody else a little more. You know, I mean, oh, it's man. just like, golly. He's so, he's so good. He, he is so good. It don't matter what you're going through. He is so. And, and, and so mm. tangible. Yeah. Yeah. So it, accessible. It's, it's hard for us to freely release in, in, in that moment. I think and just like let him have his way with mm. us in that moment because we are so uptight or mm. we're so. Ooh, I don't want everybody in the world to see me do whatever. And I have been so far over that for 14 years where I go into so many different churches. You know me well enough by now. Yes. Like, I'm a, I don't care where I'm no. at, you know. And I I just, I remember I just want people on this vacation. It's not a vacation. It's, it's like a vacation, yeah. though. Like, you, you want to go have a good time on the vacation. And I'm like, it could be daily. It can be daily. Because, and when you're going yes. through the struggle, there is nothing like surrender in it, yes. in it, in it, and experiencing that, and you can't explain it. Oh, you brought up an excellent point. The crushing. Yeah. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah. I've been through a crushing season. Okay, the struggle, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. But granted, just know it's when you're in the crushing is... When God's anointing you, yeah, you have to crush the olives to make olive oil. He's crushing things out of your life, right? <laughs> Removing them. Really, mine was pride. Yeah. Recently, God showed me where I was prideful because of a title. <laughs> I'm going there. You know what? I'm and going you know, there. I am just not a title girl <laughs> at all. Like, I'm I mean, all about the teamwork around here. And, and yeah. Titles are overrated. Oh, I hate them. I hate them too. I hate them. I don't Because like I used them. to tell people all the time, I said, man, I was a pastor long before I ever had the title. Listen, I want you to know people have not invited me to their church before because <laughs> on my social media it said pastor. And I'm like, I'm not a pastor. Like, I'm called to preach every now and then. Take it off. I don't want it to ever be a stuff. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm a jack of all trades for Jesus. I don't care. Whatever he wants me to do, I just want to do it. Yes. Don't put a title on it. Don't. I'm part of his team. Yeah. I don't know. Some days I'm the pinky. Some days, I, I don't know. I might be the butthole. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just whatever he tells me to be. Yes. <laughs> oh, 
It all has to be utilized. That's it right. all has to be utilized. But what I see really in you is you know who you are. You know whose you are. Whose. It's, that for me is the biggest thing. It's not even so much about knowing who I am. For me, it's about knowing who my daddy is mm-hmm. and I'm his. And that right there, it you got to, I, I got to, I get tickled because I'm like, man, I don't want to come across cocky. Ooh, but I'm a confident little girl knowing who my daddy is, you and, know? And people need to see that. That's, 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 that's truly where I, you know, people are like, well, how do you get up there and speak in front of people? Man, I just, I'm just trusting God. Isn't, there, isn't that the true di- difference of, of trying and trusting? Yeah. If you're dealing with addiction, I just feel God put this on my heart. Like, you got to stop trying and start trusting God that you've already been delivered. And when it's revealed, then you can walk in it. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Yeah. This is, I'm telling you, it seems really simple, but this is true meat. Yeah. Yeah, it is. This is true meat right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you have a revelation of who you really are in Christ, now I can walk as a confident man of God or a confident woman of God. Yeah. That That's real freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, because when I was in my crushing season on the outside, people would have said, well, that man's in chains. Mm-hmm. I was more free than I've ever been. Right. Because the more I was crushed, the more compassionate I was for other people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I think of Jesus' life and how he was, we- he was beaten. He was whipped. Yeah. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They took him to the cross, put a spear in his side. The more he was crushed, the more compassionate, I believe. I can't prove this. Don't, don't, don't call me. But I believe the more compassionate rolled up. And he said, I see it, God. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. I understand your plan. Yeah. And I love them, and they're worth it. Yeah. And you're worth it. Mm-hmm. Now let's walk this thing out as I've just obtained the victory That's for right. you. That's a revelation, and it can only come from a revelation. Yeah. You know, if you think of a young child, I was in a different world every day. Right? That's right. I'm going to say it. You can call me crazy. I had imaginary friends. Hey, uh, I have a crystal pistol <laughs> and an Elsie Grace. And this, listen, they are the most imaginative kids. I, yeah. My brother had an imaginary friend on Gino. He used to ride the trees. He'd jump from one to the other while he's going down the road. <laughs> he's still around. Yeah. <laughs> but to, 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 what, are, what are we trying to say? What, what, what are we saying? This is what we're saying. There's a different reality that God, that Jesus paved for you that you can access by faith. But Lead if, people in a way. I think the question may be, how do we live, it, live that reality out? Hand in hand with him. What about people? You had to say the P word. I did. How do we live it out with people in him? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Looking through the perception in the lens of Jesus. Yeah. Knowing that every... The Lord spoke to me and said, Brandon, how intentional are you? Yeah. How intentional are you? What do you mean, Lord? He said, don't you know every person you encounter, I died for them. Conviction. Yeah. I was convicted. Yeah. Because I was so caught up in my carnal reality that I missed the mission and the mark that God had for me. Just because it may be priority to you, doesn't mean it's priority to Him. Yeah. Yeah. So to really live that... I love rough that people. Is so, go ahead. That's a good no, point. Go Any time, just because it's priority to the person doesn't mean that it's priority to, to God. Yeah. That's that's very good. That's a very good point. Like Just because it's priority... Like Just because that making it count thing for you if I don't check off every single list for the person that may not be God's priority you know I hate checklists yeah I really do and and I'm and I'm thankful for the jazz in my life because she has got me set up on this little <laughs> calendar thing because I'm like hey I that's not my thing yeah. and that's the body coming together when yeah. you can say this is my weakness but I see that it's your strength so can you help me mm. and and I'll help you here. And that's discipleship. That's mentorship. That's the body coming together. That's you not being so worn out when you start working together with the body of Christ. When you can say, this is a really weak area for me. Yeah. And 
I need help with this. Like, I might grow stronger, but I'm not going to do it by myself because I know how weak I am with myself. You know, God has really revealed the value of people to me. And again, I'm being vulnerable. I didn't always see value in people. Yeah. Hated many. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a false imagination about them. Isn't that what we do, though? Yeah. We create graven images. Yes. Of people. And we think people are the problem instead of the root cause, again, of principalities being manipulated. Because we are a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand spirit, soul, and body, you will be confused about your walk with God. If you don't know that you're a triune being, knowing that one day our, our mortal bodies will be saved when we go to heaven, we'll get a new body. Know that your spirit man has been saved when you confess Jesus Christ as Lord. It has been sealed by the Holy Spirit. You're going to heaven. Great job. That's not the end of the mission, though. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Thank you, Jesus. I love the Lord. Your mind has to be renewed and it's being saved. The storms are going to come, is what it says in Matthew chapter 7. And the result of what you build your life on will be the end result of the storm. But the Lord spoke this to me just here recently. He said, Brandon, your mind has to be anchored by the Word of God in every storm. You have to take that childlike faith. Remember, we're talking about our imagination. We're walking in a different reality than what we are seeing because we are walking by faith and not by sight. So when I can tap into the reality that has been obtained by Jesus and the freedom that it brings and it's revealed, now we are maintaining that victory. And I had a point about people. I didn't mean to jump, but we have to have each other. How do we do it with people? We sit there with them right in the middle of their mess. Come on. Yeah. Why do we allow behavior to push us around, though? Listen, my big thing over the last week and a half has been when the storm hits, like because we've been having storms around here, the storm hits, you may not find everything that needs to get thrown away in the moment. And for us, we live on 240 acres. The wind is constantly blowing. So we find trampolines (laughs) buried up in the dirt, you know, and... And that's debris. And listen, if you ride across it and it rises up and you see it, do you just leave it there? Or do you go and clean it up and get it off your property and clean that space? And that's, I think, a lot of times like a storm hits. The storm of addiction, the storm of divorce, the storm of, you know, let's just say gender ideology, you know, homosexuality, thoughts, whatever it may be. Gossip, lust, gluttony, all of these other things that the storms hit. You know, the things happen, circumstances, situations, wars, all of it. Casualties. We don't always get to clean up the debris at one time because a storm can scatter it. And that's within our own selves. And over time, things trigger things and then stuff starts to rise up. It's like, oh, I thought I buried that in the ocean. Oh, it's rising up to the top. What do I do with it? When it rises, we have got to release it right then mm. right then we we say lord take it captive take yes. this thought captive take this name this person place this thing captive you can do what i can't do but you got to get this because i didn't even know it was there i can't even get to it i can't it's too heavy for me to lift it but if we're not letting him do it oh. there's it's so hard to feel that burden be lifted because it's too heavy for us to do on our own and when something rises up We've got to get to a place where we release it. I call it debris. That's where yes. I've been at lately. No, that's that's, you know? that's so good. Yeah. That brings back to me of why your mind has to be anchored by the Word of God. Yes. Because maybe the storm's blowing something that need to be there. Mm-hmm. That's right. Huh? That's exactly right. That <laughs> you know storm might saying? hit because it needs to be wrecked out. I mean, there's a lot of prophetic storms in the mm-hmm. Word of God that God sent for a reason. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a storm or pestilence or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. He sent a lot of things on purpose because stuff needed to move. You know, Wow. let me give you a revelation that is happening right now. I love the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It was the very storm that I was in and the crushing that I was telling you about that removed the pride out of my life. That's so good. Yes. <laughs> like on purpose. 
this needs to move. (laughs) And if you won't, I'm going to shake something up. It's got to go. And because even though you may not have felt like you truly knew God fully, he knows you. Yes, he does. You know, he He knows you so well. Why? Because he created you. And he knew that what's been caked up in in the crevice of that foothold has become a stronghold. It's got in there. It's anchored in there. He's like, listen, I can recognize that you don't realize this is here, but I'm fixing to shake something loose because it needs to go. Yes. It needs to go. What you going to do when I highlight this for you? What you going to do when I show you this is still bait up in the corner over here? Will you leave it or will you let me? Yeah. You know, will, will, you, will you let me have that? Will you give it to me? Will you release it? Will you keep holding on to it or are you just, yes. you know, like, Just ugh. brokenness. That's Man. the beauty of brokenness, right? Yeah. Like, people look at brokenness as a bad thing. I love it. Yeah. I, I, to, I totally you love it. You know what I'm it. saying? I yeah. love it. Like, yeah. Because I know he's going to take my ashes and create beauty out of it. <laughs> and it's like sometimes your kid comes up to you and they've got, like, this broken toy, right? And you can't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't enough soap glue in the world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that plastic is not going back the same way. Yeah. You know? And, and it doesn't matter how much duct tape. It doesn't have Whatever you do. And some things, I think that we try to fix things over and over and over. And we think, this is broken, but I can still fix it. And God's like, you still haven't given that to me. Mm. I'm the only one that can remove that broken thing. Absolutely. And I'm not going to use a broken piece to do it. I'm not going to go get something from Walmart that you got to go replace. You know? Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. The weakness and broke or the beauty and brokenness. So you, this brings to a, a different point. How do you 10 perce- minutes. I know. How I'm going to let you wrap it up. How do you perceive your storm? Mm. That's so good. Wow. I almost, I'm, all, I'm almost in a season and here I am yeah. welcoming the storm. Yeah. Hallelujah. wow this is not going to make sense on the carnal thinking it's not we really have to allow God to first of all we need to give our heart to the Lord we yes if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord that's great but there's so much more to this there's so much more than just a confession church Wednesday Sunday this is not about doing this is about being and he wants to he wants to reach on the inside of you and allow revelation to bubble up in you. So how do you perceive your storm? How do you perceive yourself? What perception do you have of yourself? When you're looking through the lens of Jesus and who he is and what he's done for you, that's the lens I choose to look through. Every time. Why? Because what do I know? That God's going to turn all things for the good of those who love Him in Christ Jesus. What's the worst that can happen? God going to turn this for my good? I was in a crushing season. My heart was hurting. And what happened? The storm blew the pride away. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Are you with so me? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about stepping into a revelation, a different reality than the one you're currently in. Are you, having, are you in a fearful place right now are you dealing with anxiety are you dealing with depression are you dealing with addiction whatever it may be you're living in a reality that was never meant for you Mm. and you're really going to have to step out of your comfort zone and how you feel and your emotions and start trusting god and stop trying on your own that's right because god gave you emotions for a reason yes and i'm not saying every emotion is bad but i am saying don't base a decision off of emotion that's right that's right. You've got to surrender it. That's why, I mean, that's one of the reasons Philippians is one of my favorite books. Oh, I love Philippians. It's so emotional. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's so emotional. Oh. But it's like I'm content in all things in Christ. Like, thank you for the money. <laughs> thank you for the food. Yes. But I'm sitting behind bars and I'm good. Yes. I'm so good. I'm free because I'm content in Him. Yes. In all things Contentment. In him. Yeah. Contentment. How so you were talking about how you're like, you know, when you're, when you know, you're just connected with God, yeah. whether you're worshiping or praying yeah. or maybe it's silence. Yeah. You know, silence is never talked about. Mm-hmm. God has challenged me to turn my radio off in my truck and be quiet. And God's really been speaking to me that way, but I don't want to get off subject. 
They don't want to get off. We only got. Well, don't you know you're going to have to come back now? Yes. Like. We've got a, we've, we've raised more questions than we have anything. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. But having this of, of knowing God, guys, he's a real person. He really loves you. He really died for you. And there's nothing that you can't overcome. That's right. Don't believe the lie. Hmm. I just want to pray real quick. Is it yeah. okay? Yeah. I Go just want it. to speak prophetically over this moment right now of someone listening. Lord, I ask that the doors are open right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. We bind every spirit that is not of you, and we command it to be casted into the pits of hell. Father God, I believe this message is going to be a seed and planted in somebody's life to walk in freedom, to walk in a different reality other than what they're walking in. Mm-hmm. Father God, I ask that you give them the courage to smile at the storm. Yeah. <laughs> receive the storm, receive the crushing, and allow your mind to be anchored to the Word of God. Because yeah. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Yeah. God's created a different reality for you. And in this reality, it's accessed by faith, believing in the finished work of the cross and what He's done for you and how He sees you and what He believes in you and what He has for you. I see a young man right now in my mind that is struggling with drug addiction. And he doesn't know it. He's already been delivered. Same thing with the young woman. Struggling with her sexuality. I speak forth confirmation Mm -hmm. and revelation be revealed now in the name of Jesus. Mm. We love you, God. I ask that you have an encounter with every soul that listens to this podcast, Father God. That you continue to bless Leanne, her household, and and her ministry and what what you have for her, Father God. I got a word for you. That's okay. Is this okay? Oh, yeah. I believe God's transcending you in. You're, Mm. You're being transcended into a different dimension a different area for your life and you may never go there physically Mm. thank you lord (laughs) you may never be there physically you may never you're not even going to know the seeds that you have sown Mm. over time that's so good the impact that you're really going to have but i believe it's going to be revealed in the name of jesus because nothing's impossible for god Thousands of seeds. How many seeds can you throw out in an hour? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And we thank you that these things, the sound. That's it. (laughs) The sound. The sound. The sound of faith. That's right. Come on. Is thankfulness. The sound must change. So good. The sound must change, right? That's it. Yeah. Even Even though your situations and your circumstances may be the same, in this moment and you don't feel it doesn't mean it's your reality that's right your reality is in christ jesus that's it the one who bled out and died for you and is right there in front of you right Mm -hmm. now can i just speak forth an awareness of your presence in our lives god you know again i'm gonna wrap this up i got a two-year-old daughter and she'll sit there and she'll cry and she'll cry and she'll cry and what i do i'm quiet and i look at her until she's aware that I'm in the room. That's good. That's good. What am I saying? Calm down. Take a breath. Refocus. Reset your eyes on the one that matters. The one that's always there and always going to be there. Know that he's not mad at you. He's not upset with you. He loves you. You are not a failure. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High, the King. And he's always out for the one. So I'm calling out the one right now in the name of Jesus. Stop comparing yourself to the 99. Stop comparing yourself to the 99. Be the one that God called you to be. Release. Release. There's always rest and release. Will you release your issues to the Father? Will you release the identity that you've created in yourself to the Father? Father God, we just speak forth freedom and truth, love and life that all lead to you, Father God. Let us not get caught up in our principles and our religious act that we miss you like the Pharisees did, God. God, don't let us miss the people Mm -hmm. because that's your heart. Because if we miss people, 
we've missed you again. Let us be intentional and in love with you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's right. So, guys, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Britt, for being here. I am so excited for this podcast. I know that they're going to want to hear more. And uh, is there a way for people to connect with you now? Facebook, really. Facebook. I don't. I'm not a big social media guy, but well, we'll get we'll get all that <laughs> we'll get Facebook. all that hooked up. Yeah. That way, if anybody does want to even invite you to come and speak to their church, speak to their group, speak to Absolutely. whoever, I know that you are willing and able to Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, reach out and let us know what you think. And share. Pass this one on. They're going to want to know about it. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast or questions for Leanne, please check out her website at leannehartministries.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-H-A-R-T ministries.com. If you'd like to book Leanne, you can do that for your services or event. And you can go to bookings on leannehartministries.com. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with Leanne, you can do that by reaching out on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, as well as leannehartministries.com.